1: Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. I'm one of the nicest Cardinals that I ever ran across in my time covering the team. Now an MLB Network radio host. As a matter of fact, I listened to Eduardo Perez on the way in this morning with Steve Phillips on the leadoff spot. Eduardo is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Oh, Randy, thanks for having me. I'm
0: doing real well. How's everybody doing over there? You guys staying warm? Because it's nice and warm here in Miami.
1: <laughs> we, we know it is. We're, we're doing our best. We're not quite Miami here in St. Louis, Eduardo. Hey, uh, let's start with this. I was just telling Michelle, ESPN.com came out with their top 100 players heading into 2021. The Dodgers have 10. Are 10% of the best players in Major League Baseball members of the Dodgers?
0: Uh, you, could say, you could say that is pretty accurate, and it really doesn't surprise me at all what, uh, what the Dodgers have done there. Um, as far as pitching, as far as position players, uh, this is one thing that Andrew Friedman wanted to do when he was with Tampa. Uh, obviously, for economic reasons, he was not able to do. But what he has done is be smart the way he spent money in, in, uh, in L.A., he's gone after the, the top guys when it comes to making um, trades to be able to get them, and that's, that's one aspect of what the L.A. Dodgers have done well in their analytics department is to be able to identify who those guys are.
1: I think for me, Eduardo, the thing that really sticks out when it comes to the Dodgers is their abundance of starting pitching. They have so many guys that you could potentially construct a rotation that has David Price and Dustin May coming out of the bullpen.
0: Yeah, it is. it's really interesting. I mean, from the top, from when you have Walker Buehler, Bauer, Kershaw and Urias, most likely who ended up the, the World Series last year. Uh, doing a great job out of the bullpen. You have those two. You have those four at the top, and then you have David Price, who came into camp saying, "If you guys need me to be a reliever, I'm okay with that. All I want to do is help out the team." Uh, that adds just so much to it. And then, and then, obviously, what you have as far as length with with May, and then what you have in the minor leagues, and Mitch White and Andre Jackson. Uh, these are guys that are going to help the team as well. And, and, and again, it's, it's just really interesting to see the depth that they have uh, and the way that they're able to use it with Tony Gonsolin, another guy that they can add on to it. Uh, It's, it's, it's magical. And they know that they need it because after 60 games of a regular season, I think they lucked out that they actually had an extra month of playing because it continued to develop their pitchers um, and, and add innings to what they've already been able to minimize their, their account throughout the years. So I, I like what they've done, and this is a team that, again, is uh, supposed to be favored in representing the National League in the World Series.
1: Former Cardinal fan favorite, Eduardo Perez of MLB Network Radio with Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Eduardo, we're all excited about the Cardinals. We think they're going to win the Central, and like you said, you're down there in Miami. You're able to keep a close eye on them. If there's something that we should be concerned about with the Cardinals, what is it?
0: It's the health of the starting staff. I think it's going to come down to that. I mean, you look already. Miles Michaelis has already gone down with the shoulder soreness. Uh, you know, this month in March, you had Dakota Hudson who had Tommy John surgery last uh, at the end of September last year. So those, you know, whenever you have that lack of depth, but you do have Jack Flaherty, you have Wayne Wright, you have Carlos Martinez. That you have to hope that he's going to be able to to give you. Uh, what the Cardinals Martinez of before was, which I really doubt because of the velocity is not the same. He's going to depend on his movement and his action. Um, uh, Kwan Hyun Kim already had some uh, back stiffness. You hope that he can, uh, he's able to stay healthy. And then you have John Gant as their number five guy. Uh, I think this is a team that's going to rely heavily when it comes to the relievers. The health of Alex Reyes is going to be important is Jordan Hicks going to be durable this year after taking last year off uh, um, uh, as he opted out even though he would have been ready after Tommy John you have Andrew Miller that's coming into the age of 35 36 during the regular season Giovanni Gallegos is he going to be able to uh, to be and and replicate what he did last year so many questions with it but they do have depth and because of the depth that they have um, they are favored in this division that really did not get that much better during the off season. A lot of teams cut payroll. The Cincinnati Reds cut payroll. Uh, the, the Cubs, um, they're, they're right now in, what do we do with our bullpen? Uh, I don't think they really added that many pieces to make that team that much better. And then you have the Milwaukee Brewers who have an excellent bullpen, but did they do enough on the offensive side to address some of the issues that they had? And this is one of the reasons why the St. Louis Cardinals are favored in this division.
1: Eduardo, one of the issues that the Cardinals have been dealing with the past couple seasons is an offense that didn't give them much production. Now, obviously, with the acquisition of Nolan Arenado, that changes the dynamics of the lineup. But do you think that acquisition alone is enough to see more offensive production from this team?
0: It sure helps. I mean, when you can put in a number three or four-hole hitter in your lineup like that and add protection to Paul Goldschmidt, I think it really helps. I think you look at what this – what the St. Louis Cardinals' weakness right now could be is where are they going to get production from the left side? I mean, yes, you have Dylan Carlson, you have Tommy Edmond, who are switch hitters, but besides that, it's a very right-handed hitting lineup. And um, can they be neutralized by right-handed pitchers? That's going to be the big question. Tyler O'Neal did really well defensively last year, but he was very inconsistent on the offensive side. He has to turn it up a notch when it comes to his offense. Um, uh, again, those are those are the questions that, that a lot of people are asking: is where is the production from the outfield going to be? Is it going to be as consistent? Because it's a young, talented outfield, but have they really done enough at the major league level to create havoc? And I think the O'Neill and, and, and uh, Carlson and Harrison Bader Carlson produces a really good. Um, defensive outfield but are they going to be able to produce offensively to really scare teams in the bottom half of that order
1: Eduardo Perez with us on character and smallman on 101 espna i want to talk uh touch on some of the other things happening in spring training and i guess you have no choice but to pick shohei otani as the most intriguing guy in spring training right he's hitting 600 and throwing 102 off the mound
0: yeah i mean it's definitely a story i think it's uh I think that he is showing us the glimpse of why organizations were after him in a major way. I love the fact that Joe Madden the other day allowed him to not only pitch, but also hit. I mean, when was the last time you ever saw a pitcher? uh, Before he threw out his first pitch, he already had had slid into the bases. I mean, that's pretty cool indeed. I mean, he was leading off and he was pitching, uh, went two for two in that game, has hit some monster shots so far this spring. But then again, it's only spring training, and I have yet to see a baseball card of spring training numbers. And guys that do really well in spring, it really doesn't translate as much on the uh, uh, during the regular season. But for Shohei Otani to start off this way, I think it's a good confidence boost for him, and um, maybe we'll see him actually not have to DH. Uh, uh, all the time. He could be that pitcher that actually does hit in the American League and it would be some kind of special if he's able to do that because I think he needs to be in that lineup on a daily basis.
1: And Eduardo, you played at the Major League level. You've coached at the Major League level. Can that guy do that for six months? Can he be a DH and be a starting pitcher or come out of the bullpen on a regular basis? Can he do it for six months? Well, the
0: special thing about Shohei Otani is that is I want him to be as comfortable as he can be. And I think this is what Joe Madden is trying to, is trying to think here, is, is how can we get the best pitcher out there? Is it allowing him to hit when he pitches? Is it not giving him that many days off because he's going to pitch on the sixth day? I love the aspect that instead of having Shohei Day or Show Day on Sundays, they're allowing him to just pitch every sixth day. Uh, that gives them a little bit more flexibility to sometimes pitch on a Tuesday or pitch on a Thursday instead of having to pitch on just that one Sunday and altering the rest of the of of, uh, of the staff. So I think they have it on that aspect. And I think if there's somebody that can do it, it's Shohei Otani because he can run well. Uh, you usually see pitchers that are good on both sides of the ball not being good on the bases. Shohei Otani is probably the fastest guy in that lineup when he's in that lineup. So um, that just tells you so much about the talent that he has.
1: Eduardo, before we let you go, we we mentioned that the Cardinals made their move for Arenado, and the rest of the Central didn't. But is there a team, whether American or National League, that is intriguing you now with the moves they made? You say, okay, that's kind of an under-the-radar team that we should be looking at at that might not be getting a lot of pub. Well, um,
0: that's an interesting question. Again, I think it's the Kansas City Royals in the American League. I think Kansas City, to me, is a team that, they, yes, they signed Salvador Perez to an extension, but what they've been able to do by adding Andrew Benintendi, uh, believing in Alberto Mombesi, uh adding the on-base percentage of Carlos Santana, you add two guys to that lineup that, to me, really make a big difference, and those are Benintendi and Santana. You give extensions to Perez and Dozier. Uh, you add athleticism in the outfield with Michael Taylor. Whit Merrifield's going to get on base. He's going to rake. Probably Jorge Soler, you take a little bit of pressure off him, not have him in the three or four spot in the lineup. You allow him to go out there, show his power, and hit 40 again this year. Uh, To me, the the St. Louis Cardinals are not the only good team in the state of Missouri. I think the Kansas City Royals could do really well with, with Brad Keller Mike Minor, Brady Singer, and Danny Duffy in that rotation. And they have a really good young core of arms that throw hard and know how to pitch.
1: I observed you as a player, and there are players that sign every autograph. But you not only signed every autograph, but you engaged every person. You looked everybody in the eye. You spoke to every person. You asked people names. Where did that come from? Why did Eduardo Perez treat people so brilliantly like you did and do?
0: My mom. Um... I grew up in a baseball stadium. I grew up in Riverfront Stadium where they changed the name to Synergy Field before they tore it down and they built Great American Ballpark. And having grown up in a stadium, having seen Olympic Stadium and Fenway Park and Veterans Stadium, uh, to me, it's all about the people. It's all about the fans. Uh, that's one thing my parents showed me and, and, and taught me early on, that uh, the fans are, are number one when it comes to any sport. And, you know, it's not many that can reach the high level, but you have to be able to inspire if it's the young kids or even the parents. Um, I love seeing the parents' eyes when the young kid, when their child is is actually having a conversation with a big leaguer. And um, I remember the feeling when I was a kid to be able to talk to and have the privilege to talk to big leaguers. Um, I never forgot that. I never forgot any of my conversations. And, and that's one thing that I always wanted kids to, Uh, to never forget, and um, if you do that, not only do you have a fan, but you have a fan for life of the sport, and I think that's very important.
1: Eduardo, I love listening to you. So happy with uh, what's going on, and I know that eventually you're going to get that managerial job, but I love listening to you, and I'm um, on my drive-in every morning.
0: I appreciate it, and thank you so much, Randy, and thanks, Michelle, also for uh, having me on your show. It really means a lot.
1: Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. See you later. That's the great Eduardo Perez on 101 ESPN, one of the nicest people you'll ever run across.
0: When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on, and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.